everybody, and welcome back to the Brunch and Slate podcast. I am your host, Amira Sane, and we have a real treat for you today. Joining us is a woman who is on a mission and who's living in her truth, former corporate executive who decided to take the leap of faith and go out and create her own legacy. She's an author of Straight Out of Corporate, a serial entrepreneur, a digital marketing guru, speaker, coach, and consultant, Miss Kay Renee Ward. Hello, Kay Renee. How are you? Hi, Amira. I want to, first of all, thank you for having this podcast and then thank you for having me on. Um, And also thank all the listeners for listening, right? So showing up for yourself means actually getting information, but applying it. And one of the things that we do when we grow is listen to podcasts. So thank you guys for listening and thank you, Amir, for having me. Oh, you are certainly welcome. And thank you for that. That You just you just really put it all in a nutshell. I love that. And that's so true because I am a podcast junkie and it wasn't until I really decided to do something different that I really probably yearned for them or needed them a lot more. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I know everybody knows you. A lot of people know you from social media. And those who don't know you, I would love it if you can tell a little bit about your backstory so that people can know who Miss K. Renee is. Absolutely. So I'm just a girl really that decided to leave corporate America and build her legacy. I had started building my legacy in corporate America, but it just, just like oftentimes we find that certain things um, just are not fulfilling. And so I decided to, to, to yell plot twist and get out of corporate America. But if I go way, way back, um, it's important to say that I've had entrepreneurial parents who were both, well, who, who were both cause they both retired. Well, my dad, he's still kind of in the game, but entrepreneurial parents who basically were living examples for me. So I really had no choice, but to be, uh, an entrepreneur. And I, I will say this, it definitely haunted me while I was in corporate America and it's not gloom and doom. Um, corporate America taught me a lot of lessons that I took with me into entrepreneurship. So that's pretty much me. Um, I'm, I like to say this cause I want to be very clear. I'm God's daughter. Um, I'm definitely faithful and I am a girl that is just deciding to make the decision to invest in herself each and every day. I'm no different from any other girl sitting in corporate America or growing a business. That's who I am. Wow. Okay. So, and then now you're, you're an Atlanta native. Well, not native, but you live in Atlanta right now. And how long have you been there? Um, I've been living in Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta probably from 98. So I went to Clark Atlanta university. Um, but I, I, dab in and out of Atlanta. So spend a lot of time in DC, spend a lot of time in New Orleans and spend a lot of time in China. So I'm kind of all over the place, but my home base has been Atlanta for since 1998. Wow. And you know, there are so many strong, I don't even know what it's like to be in that city because there's so many women who you meet, you hear of, who are just killing it. I bet you feel like, does that make you want to step your game up a little bit just being in Atlanta? I'm sure there's some stiff competition and some great motivation. Um, You know what? I, you know, believe it or not, I don't do a lot here, Um, which is weird. I do have, you know, events with private clients and things like that, but I am actually planning an event here in Atlanta. 
Atlanta. And so, yeah, it just keeps you on your toes. Um, I think it's more of a collaboration effort here. Of, of course, every city is going to have, you know, um, competition and all of that. But yeah, it definitely keeps you uh, focused on innovation and keeps you moving because every time you turn around there's something being launched in Atlanta events coming to Atlanta so it's definitely um, an entrepreneurial marketplace especially for women I mean it's a wealth of knowledge expertise and people moving forward here in every area it just it's actually shocking if you sit down and think about it it really is. I mean, I don't even know. I'm not one to direct myself and feel like there's an immediate competition. I try to stay in my own little bubble, which keeps me from all that comparison. And we all know what that does. But I can totally imagine what it would be like to know that there's greatness Um like prevalent around you all the time. I'm sure there's lots of folks here. I mean, I'm in Houston, Texas, which we all know is like all countries. So there's plenty of successful folks around. There may be just not um, as in your face as what you see uh, in Atlanta. So I can, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. So I know a lot of folks hear the word consultant or they feel hear the word coaching uh, and serial entrepreneur. And it's such a blanket statement. So tell us a little bit about what it is you do on the day-to-day mostly like what what is it which business are you focused on right now that takes up the bulk of your time Um, I would say that I am transitioning into spending more time with straight out of corporate um, because I'm launching a podcast. I just recently wrote a book and I do have um, a coaching program that I'm going to launch fully. I've been in beta testing for about 12 months with about 26 women. So that is going to launch fully soon. Um, But that's where I'm spending the bulk of my time. But I do have, um, I do, I just entered the world of being a tech entrepreneur. Um, I have an, an app called Nurse Emojis, and then I also run the marketing agency. But I've pretty much kind of outsourced a lot of the work um, for the marketing agency. Um, and I'm spending more time with it straight out of corporate right now. And I'm really, so believe it or not, people always think that just because you build a six figure business, which is that's the marketing agency has built to that, um, that you want to stay there. And for me, I am transitioning out to really focus full time on my efforts as a speaker and as a consultant, um, kind of in the expert space. So teaching people to do what I have done, but Anything that I do is going to always have a splash of digital marketing in there. So teaching people to do what I've done with a splash of digital marketing and focusing on people who want to become thought leaders um, and build, you know, a name for their self, build a legacy based upon who they are. So I know folks are still probably sitting there like, okay, so what is it? So let's, let's go back a little bit. Let's tell everybody how you launched and how you left corporate America because straight out of corporate is a brand in itself. And if you haven't heard of it, you need to Google it, get on Facebook, Instagram, because she's everywhere and she has some great success stories. So tell us a little bit about how that started and what that transition was like. Well, a long time ago, I started a blog that um, I just retired. It was called Hustle and Heels and it was for female entrepreneurs. Um, That was my first 
time, you know, doing something on an online scale. And that blog morphed into just me doing, you know, when you start out, it's no structure, it's no system. A lot of times we we start, we have an idea. And that's what I love about women, especially women um, of color, is that we start things, we're the women, we're the people that you give it to and it's going to get done. We're going to get it done. And everybody's looking like, how she do that? Um, but then we also need to, you know, implement more systems into what we do. So I started out and I started doing hourly coaching sessions. And what I was doing is since I was in corporate America, really working at a fortune 500 company doing digital marketing, um, sales, and I wanted to kind of teach the smaller businesses, those skills, but from a corporate perspective, which I think is very important. And a lot of people are not privy to information from a corporate environment. So that's where I started. Um, I started with that blog. Then I started the marketing agency. And then after that, um, I started feeling stuck in corporate America. So that kind of birthed the idea of straight out of corporate. Um, before I even left, I had the idea, but obviously you can't be straight out of corporate if you're still in corporate. So I really sat with that idea for a long time. And one day, February 24th, 2016, I got the call and I was a manager, a marketing manager. I had 300 employees. And I got that call that I was the person always giving that call for that big layoff. And uh, once I got that call, I knew I had to move forward with straight out of corporate. So immediately my idea that had been in the incubator um, was birthed. And that's how I basically transitioned out of corporate America via a layoff. And I think it's important to say, when you choose to change a lifestyle, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you quit and you didn't look before you leaped. Um, it means that you decide that you're going to change your thought process and you're going to, you're going to change the story. So it's not always, you're going to quit your job tomorrow. Um, I, I really strongly believe that people should have, uh, plans before they make huge leaps. Um, and I was lucky enough to start a business, get it to six figures before I left corporate America. Um, but then you choose every day to actually quit that lifestyle, right? Cause once you have a huge, um, you, you know, this Amira, once you have a huge job, right? You could always go back into corporate America. So you have to choose every day to quit, right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you just, I love the way you just kind of graze over. Yeah. I was working in corporate America and I had my own business making six figures. Let's back that up a little bit because there, I mean, seriously, this is, I mean, I know this is the time to toot your horn because being a beast is something to be proud of. It's a big B you should wear on your chest, a big B. So you're working in corporate America and you're killing it. You're not working at a, you know, like a little, little job. And I hate to say that, but these are, these are folks who are listening probably to this episode who are really hungry and trying to figure out the best tool. You and I have something in common is that we were pretty much uh, given the big push that we probably needed was to go ahead and leave that cushy job because our services were no longer needed. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's a different walk and, it, and it's definitely a challenge because just like you mentioned, you know that once you've had success in corporate 
corporate America and you have that reputation, you can go out and you can get another job doing just as great for another brand uh, or another company. But to make that decision to stay, uh, to stay the road and to go out and do your own thing. So you're working in corporate America. You're making you're making six figures. How did you started this other business? But how was it juggling? And how did you get it? And how long did it take you to get? I guess that's like a billion questions. How long did it take you from starting this second marketing company while you're working in corporate America to even start making an income? Um, you know what? I think I had a little bit of a cheat sheet because my first business coach was actually a guy that was just very opposite, opposite of me. So I'm a black girl. He was a white guy in middle Alabama. Um, it was weird how we met. We met online in a Facebook group and then I hired him to be my business coach, wanted to know more about internet marketing, digital marketing from a different space. And um, basically our relationship morphed into a partnership and he had already been in the business. But one of the things he did not want to do was he did not want to be the face of a marketing company. Um, And I wasn't really the face, but I was the person who went out, won the business local. We started working with local businesses. Um, and then that transferred into experts, etc. So I think that if it wasn't for him and I'm not giving him all my excess success, right. But I think that if it wasn't for him, um, I would have probably failed like I did in my first business. And we can talk about that a little bit, but, um, I definitely had a cheat sheet with him, but what, what we did was we married together in a, in a wonderful partnership. And I think that, you know, it's partnerships are really good, but you just have to make sure that they're right. So I think that he was an integral part of my success. Um, but also just learning to outsource and learning strategy and not being afraid to outsource. I know a lot of times, and we're all women in this is a circle of trust on this podcast and if any gentlemen are listening we just give us a moment here but (laughs) um i would say that it's so important to to at least try to implement a trusting uh a trusting aspect in your business you've got to trust people in order to be in business um bill gates is not married to and he's not micromanaging every process of his business and that's what I find that women do a lot we like to micromanage and we think that just because we're DIY and that we're slaying for lack of a better term in our business we think that we're slaying because we're doing everything ourselves I don't teach that in any Mm -hmm. of my programs Um, most of my clients are people who have and I hate to say this but they have those big corporate jobs and what they what they long for is to have a successful business and one of the secrets to my success with a successful business is one a great partnership but also outsourcing Mm -hmm. and actually spending the money and reinvesting so it was a cycle for me I used zero of my money and I just kept putting the money back in so while we were getting um, clients that were six to maybe twenty thousand dollars I didn't see a profit in that business for at least um, 
I would say eight to nine months because what we were doing was pouring our money into ads and pouring our money into outsourcing. Wow. So I love your transparency and, and going back to what you said initially with number one, you said that you had other businesses that did not succeed. And, uh, a a lot of times we think that just because we have a business and it doesn't come to what we dreamed it would be that there's nothing there that we totally failed. But I don't believe we failed. I think that's literally part of your curriculum. You have to learn from those situations and go back and look at them. And I know in your earlier life, in another lifetime, you had a business partner and that did not work out so well for you. So this particular situation where you were able to have some synchronicity with your coach and create something beautiful was a, a great reward from that first situation. And I'm sure you learned tons of things that you learned not to do and learned to do this second go around. Let's talk a little bit about how that dream quote unquote first business ended and or not ended but how you learned from the failing excuse me absolutely so my first business was a event planning company it was called rockstar experience and um i don't know if you guys remember but i did say that my parents had they were they had an extensive um connections and extensive careers in the music business and so what i did with that first business was we started it with my best friend um and this was in our early 20s and basically it was an event planning company that launched new artists into the marketplace so all of the different rappers that you guys probably know and love we had a part in kind of being there working with their their teams to do listening parties and experiential events now this business started we i knew a lot about business because my parents were entrepreneurs um but i knew nothing about partnership nobody prepared me about partnership and then all Also, this was before I went into my executive career, so I hadn't done all of the personality testing that I talk about in my book. I talk about the 16 personalities. I talk about the DISC assessment. Um, I talk about my favorite, which is Myers-Briggs. So I didn't really know myself in business or just in general with connecting with people. And that's one of the key things that you have to do before you even start entrepreneurship entrepreneurship before you even become successful in corporate America people always want to know the secret sauce how do you do this it's first getting grounded yourself and knowing who you are in business and in personal space and knowing how to take care of yourself but also pivot in the right direction as you deal with people based upon their traits and your traits and so I think that that partnership taught me a lot about basically having a stronger foundation um I don't think either one of us will take the full blame it's it was some her fault and some my fault and then just some learning and growing um we made money we were profitable in our business but our business fell apart because we didn't have a solid foundation in who we were as partners and then who we were together i totally understand and i wanted you to speak on it because i know myself um 
I've had a couple of businesses and I've been honest about how in the beginning they, I didn't know what I was doing. It just like you said, we just kind of jumped. It's like, you know what? got to take this leap of faith. I had a good job. I knew I could figure it out and I knew it wasn't my source of income. So I had time to work it out. Um, but it didn't end so well. My first one or second one, uh, my business partner literally disappeared, like literally fell off the face of the earth. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, literally, literally fell off the face of the earth. And I thought, wow, we had, it was an event planning company too. There's a lot of women out there who, you know, we love event planning and, or some, some area of it. And that's something I didn't know. I didn't know how many different areas there were. I thought even you had to do weddings or you had to do birthday parties or something on that scale. I didn't know anything about exponential marketing or any other areas because I was just kind of just saying, Hey, let's do it. But you, you're, you're doing a business. You have this huge contract and a person disappears. Uh, and I didn't have an opportunity to be sour or wonder. I had a party that we'd signed a contract on and I had to jump in. Um, so that was, that was literally the saving grace for me not to get hung up on what did I do wrong? Oh, how do I deserve this? I didn't have a chance. I had an obligation and I had to keep going and it turned out to be a success, thankfully. But I wanted you to speak on it because I know there are other people who will be listening who've had a bad situation. It may have been a family member they went into business with, a girlfriend, a husband, a partner, whomever, and feel like that means that they weren't meant to be a success or that they aren't an entrepreneur. I wanted you to speak on how they can rebound. Like what are like maybe one or two things that you can do or that you would advise someone to do who's dealing with that kind of mental space, thinking that they can't succeed? I would just say a rebound is really stopping what you're doing and really getting to know yourself in business, how well you work with people. If there are, if there are people in corporations listening, you are, um, you have access to, um, different personality tests, et cetera. If not, you could take the Myers-Briggs test. I think it's like forty so $40 or something. You could take it um, independently. Also, you could take the DISC assessment, which is way more expensive, but you still can take it if you really want to invest in who you are and what you need to know about yourself to succeed. Also, the 16 personalities, that's a similar test, and that is... Um, that is free. Um, I think, first of all, you need to be grounded. You need to know the things that you're afraid of, um, the things that have you shaking in your boots so you can identify it. And when it happens, you can make sure you are managing that properly. And then once you get grounded within yourself, I think the next thing you need to do, and I talk about this a lot in my book, is what is your money plan? I think a lot of people go into business and they, they're going into business on a wing and the prayer and they haven't really thought about um what it's really going to take for this business to be successful and i and i really cringe when i hear people saying you know i started my business um with five hundred dollars i started my business with fifteen hundred i started my business with a hundred i'm not against that because a lot of people do start with these lower budgets but one of the things that I feel like that's always left out is, okay, you started with 500, you started with 1500, you started with a hundred, but what did you continue with? Like, how did you sustain your business? Um, I think knowing yourself and knowing how you're going to act.
actually invest in your business is very important. People, you can't grow, like people can't grow a business without money. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, because we bootstrap stuff and we, we have that feeling that we can start, we can do it, we can be fearless. And I, I see this a lot with, um, I'm not, a, I'm an older, I guess I'm what you would call an older millennial or a little bit out of it, but I see it bootstrapping a lot with millennials and they come, they are, and this is not me judging, but it's just what I have seen. They feel like they can do everything themselves. And this is why, um, sometimes it works. So it's going to work for five to 10% of the people, maybe even 20, but other times you're left kind of sad and you want to know why it's not working. Well, this is why a lot of businesses are failing because they don't have an adequate money plan and they haven't looked at taking care of the person that's actually starting the business, the startup or the app, the whatever you're doing. No, I think that's, man, you just said a lot right there. I, I think that's a real conversation that needs to be had because a lot of times, in all honesty, most people don't have a blueprint. You're extremely lucky uh, to have had uh, example constantly with your parents and entrepreneurship. So even if you're not in the office with them, it's just by association. Being that my mother also was an entrepreneur, I, c- I can definitely tell you some things I know not to do and things to do. And it's a confidence that comes from knowing that you can make it on your own. And I think a lot of times when people haven't had that example close to them in, in whatever case or invested in that coach, it's very difficult to know where to start. And because a lot of times people do research, but there's a lot of things that you just learn on the job that aren't necessarily written out in a game plan, A, section B, appendix G, whatever the case may be, if you know what I mean, um, that people just don't know. So I definitely think it's important that we make sure people know that it's okay to take your time. It's okay to find the coach or take the personality test. I think it's really important. Uh, You just hit on something because I'm going to go back and do because I've taken personality tests in the past, but I know what I like, what I don't like, and who I am, but I haven't really uh, taken anything about what type of employees or people who work best with me, and I think it's time for me to figure that out. So, you know, thank you for shining light on me. Absolutely, um, you're welcome. I definitely think, th- yeah, that's important. And those are little, those are aspects that we don't always think about because when you first start and you're thinking entrepreneurship or the word we like to hear and hear, use and hear all the time, side hustle, side hustle. You know, for me, I have kind of gotten away from using the word hustle because hustle is hard work to me. I want to build. You know, I want something that's going to be longstanding and not not always like trying to catch up. And hustling to me is like a constant, constant grind. Um, so I think that it's important to have processes and procedure in place and know where we're going. So what you're saying is right on par. And we definitely got to encourage everybody to read this book because as you can hear, this isn't just somebody who decided, okay, I know a little bit about that. I'm going to write and tell you what I did. No, she's giving you the actual tools, giving you a good foundation. And that's something we all need. And there's no harm in starting where, wherever you are. Uh, that is so commendable. Absolutely. So, oh yeah. So as a serial entrepreneur and now in this new chapter in your life, you're in tech and you know, I love the way, like I said, you can always tell when somebody is just in their space, you're killing it in all these different areas. You're in tech, you got an app and I've heard of the nurse emoji app, you know, and and all these different things, how on earth, other than delegating and uh, actually sourcing folks, how are you, what do you do? Like, what does your day consist of? How early are you up? What time are you going to bed? You know, what is that like? Um, Believe it or not. 
not every day I'm up at 4 a.m., but it doesn't start. It doesn't really start with work. Um, so I have certain days that I work on certain things. And I'm sure you guys have heard this, but this is really how it works with um, serial entrepreneurs. So Monday is just basically my business where I work on money, marketing, figuring out what my team is doing for the week. I have um, an executive assistant. Um Right now, I have my my business partner in the marketing agency. I have um, two VAs in the Philippines, and I also have an Instagram manager and a content writer. So that's my team right now. Um, I'm actually looking for a PR and journalism intern right now, and also a podcast assistant for the launching of Straight Out of Corporate Podcast. But basically, what I do every day, um, I try like you said, I believe in working smarter. So I try to work only, I talk about this in the book, only in my zone of genius. And what that means is the things that stress me out and, and just, it seems like it takes forever for me to do it. I don't do. So I'll never open Canva. I don't do any graphics. I don't do anything like that. I don't do a lot of back and forth email, um, email. I just work in my zone of genius. So I do all day. I do podcast interviews, guest blogging, um, content creation, videos for courses, things like that when I'm creating. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I work with clients. Um, Friday is content creation day. And then typically on the weekends, I travel and speak at events. Wow. You are, <laughs> that, that's a lot, but I do, I agree with you. I think it's very important to have certain days that you dedicate because if not, it's, it can be very overwhelming. Like I do the same thing. I break out my week Monday through Friday. What am I working on on this day and that day? And it does help me have some peace of mind. Um, how do you go about, I guess, vetting people? How do you let that go? Do you have a questionnaire? What tools do you use to make sure you have the right people? You know, um, so, so I vet customers as well as, um, team members. I don't want to work with just anybody. And one of the things that I hated about corporate America is I had to hire based on skill set, et cetera. But a lot of times, um, there was a lot of transferring of teams and I just had to work with whoever was there. You know, when you have larger teams, you have to work with whoever was there. Well, for me, my customers and my, um, my team members are vetted. So I do, um, a background check. I do, I make them take the personality test. I make all my clients take the personality test as well. Cause I want to know how I can work with you best. Um, I also do, um, I do a little bit of kind of social proofing. Um, if I'm going to hire a vendor, like I'll look at what people are saying about you. I'll Google you. I actually don't do it. I have the, my VAs do it. I'll say, Hey, this person needs to go through the process and then they'll, they'll do all the research. And I do, um, a two part interview process. And then I pray about it, to be honest. I know that a lot of people don't talk about Christianity in, in business, but I pray about everything. So I pray about it. And, and if that person, I feel, I want people that are, that want to work with me. So as far as clients, but I also want people that can teach me things. Like, I just don't want mm -hmm. a one way 
relationship with anybody. So if you are a business colleague, if you are a client, if you are a customer, I want to learn from you. I want to be inspired by you. And so if I don't see you doing something nine times out of 10, I'm not going to work with you. I ask my clients all the time, what have you already done? How much money have you already spent? If you can't answer that question, chances are I'm going to refer you to buying the book, maybe listening to some of my podcast interviews. You need a little bit more time before you work with someone like me because I'm not, I don't have patience for people who are not highly invested in what they do. So that's pretty much how I vet out customers, clients, vendors, anybody, colleagues. (laughs) Man, what a powerhouse. Man, what a powerhouse. I'm just sitting here like, go girl. Like, (laughs) I mean, I love, I already love your brand and what you're doing for so many people. And I know this is, this is something that I definitely plan to watch. And I know that you have a new, a new uh, area that you're working on and you have a podcast coming out soon. How exciting. Very exciting. So I'm launching the podcast. I don't have an exact uh, launch date, but you can get, I know you can um, put that in the show notes, but I'm so excited about this podcast. Um, the first season is going to be dedicated to women in business. So I am, I am really, really, really like, I can't even say who's going to be on the podcast, but I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like sitting over here in sworn in silence and secrecy, but I am, (laughs) these are going to people be people that, you know, and love, not people that were recycled. Some people you may have already heard their stories, but we're going to focus heavily on their breakthroughs that they've had over time in business and also their blueprint that they have used specific blueprints, specific action plans. I'm, I, I want this to be something that you can get off the podcast and actually take action. Not a serious 100 point blueprint, but every guest is going to be giving a one to three step blueprint where you can actually get off and actually implement something. Um, that, that, that's definitely the goal. No, I love that. I love being able to, especially those who really listen to podcasts and there's different podcasts I listen to for marketing or different. I listen to just for like how we built it. That's great inspiration on NPR and things of that nature. But I love those that have the show notes and downloads and things that you can take away. And I, I think that that's extremely important. I cannot wait to hear uh, your episodes and subscribe. So definitely keep me posted. I will put it in the show notes. And I know you also have uh, your course coming up. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but do you have, do you know when people can expect that? I know it's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, I'm working very hard on getting it out. I don't have a launch date, but it's definitely coming up in in the next 30 to 45 days. Um, And it's really focused on people who want to basically leave corporate America, have a look before they leap. Um, It's definitely the flagship course for straight out of corporate, but it's focused on people who want to be experts, thought leaders, um, and have product suites. So either digital products, a coaching program, a speaking business, be an author, really leave a legacy with intellectual properties, but also build a business that they can be proud of. And that can, that that can also, they can also be profitable in, um, and replace their income. Amen. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I know that anybody who puts their stamp on people the way you 
you are and investing this much time and energy in them is going to continue to flourish. So where can people find you, follow you, and find um, your book? Straightoutofcorporate.com, krenewar.com, um, and you can follow me on K, at krenay on Instagram and at straightoutofcorporate on Instagram. Um, those are my favorite platforms. Also, you can connect with me, Renee Ward, on LinkedIn. That's my second favorite prop um, platform. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely, we should have talked a little bit more about LinkedIn. That's oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I absolutely love LinkedIn. There's a lot to say about LinkedIn. Maybe I'll come back and talk about LinkedIn. But right now, I'm um, writing a weekly article on LinkedIn about transitioning out, about coping with entrepreneurship, about getting stronger um, mentally. So definitely um, connect with me on LinkedIn and go check out some of my articles. Yes, and I will definitely put all the links uh, in the show notes. So don't worry if you're driving. You can just look at it up a little later once you're safe. So, uh, man, K. Renee, you are just definitely an inspiration. You're definitely the kind of woman that I like to surround myself around, a go-getter, innovative thinker. And I know that we are just seeing just the tip of the iceberg on what you're going to provide and the legacy that you're going to leave behind. So I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story and sharing sharing your vision and uh, your knowledge with us today. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Ditto, ditto, ditto. I've seen all the things that you've done. I haven't had an opportunity to come to Brunch and Slay, but I'm definitely coming. I want to come as a guest. I want to come and speak. I want to do whatever. I'm telling you now, so it's on record that I'm coming to Brunch and Slay. I want to come yes. to multiple Brunch and Slays. I really believe in um, supporting movements that show up for us in a different way, and I love what you're doing. Um, I really like people that are doing things that are not, and this is no shade, I promise it's not, but I like things that don't look bootleg. Like, we can do other things. It doesn't have to be thrown together. We can have corporate sponsors, which your course is coming out um, soon. We can have, um, you know, big checks from corporate sponsors so that we can share our brand. So, I am actually taking my hat off to you. Whatever you're doing, I'm supporting absolutely. Thank you, ma'am. See, we when we build, we win. I know it's corny, guys, but you know I live that. And this is just a testament, you know. But little backstory, I probably should have put this out there because you guys know I love to be transparent, especially on the podcast. A lot of the things that you're hearing is just literally you hear K Renee, you hear myself. We've both been in business for a while. We're both on that cusp. Uh, we're not millennials. They're calling Xennials now, I think, because we're a little Generation X, little millennial, a uh, little in the middle, so we can identify with both brands. But because of that and our backstory, but also with social media, the net is cast so much further. It's such a large net, and there's so much opportunity and synergy out there in business. And Karen, I and I met virtually. Like we've been talking virtually for I for a while, and it's just one of those things that you just kind of build these relationships with people and don't even know where they're going to lead. But I'm so thankful to have uh, access to people like her and that kind of energy in my life. So if there's someone out there you admire in social media or in business, don't ever hesitate to extend a hello or I'm admiring you or say thank you for what you're putting out there because we all need it. There are days when we need to hear, you know what, getting up at four and five o'clock in the morning when you could be sleeping, it's worth it. Even if you, just because your business is thriving doesn't mean mentally you're not having a hard day. So extend that thank you, extend that, you know, words of encouragement and reach out to these people who you feel are making your day better. Um, I can't encourage that enough. 
I'm sure Kevin will agree. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thank you so much. And guys, until next time, I am Amira Sane with Brunch and Slay. Hey.